you should be really, really excited after Zion Williamson's recent comments. And I'll tell you why he's in store for maybe his best year yet. Plus, Dyson Daniels looks good in Summer League again and a couple of surprise performances. Let's break it down on the Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, Pelicans win their summer league game. We love seeing that. We'll get to that in the third segment. Dyson Daniels looking good. Jordan Hawkins struggling a little bit and a couple of other surprise performances too that I want to talk about but we're going to lead today's show for the first two segments with Zion Williamson and his comment on Gilbert Arenas's Gills Arena podcast I think you're seeing some growth from him I'll be honest like I really do think something seems to have clicked with him and I can't tell you how excited that makes me and I'm going to tell you why I think he could be in store for a very big season and of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free, covering everything you want to know about this Pelicans team every single day. We don't charge you anything. So if you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. If you want to become an everydayer and know what's going on with the Pelicans, pretty simple. You just listen Monday through Friday. And if you just want to support the channel any other way, comment down below on YouTube. Number one thing that you can do. We are, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's get into Zion Williamson's comments, making a surprise appearance, and it's notable where this appearance was in Las Vegas. And I told you in yesterday's show, he was going to be showing up there because something seems to be a little bit different with him. And I have some theories on what it could be, and we can get into that. But, you know, he's showing the maturity that we've been missing from him and on the show he said you know when they were talking about his weight some of the issues that he's had he said quote it's hard man I'm 20 22 have all the money in the world where it feels like all the money in the world it's hard you know I'm at that point now because of certain things I'm putting back the wisdom around me I don't want to say older because they get defensive but I'm putting people around me with wisdom put me on my game to certain things and just go from there and quote and he'd said you know he felt invincible he felt like I'm young I'm super rich Everything's going to be fine and I can do what I want. You know, if you're trying to read between the lines on some of that, what I think he's saying there, and this isn't a, all, entirely a bad thing, is that I'm very talented. I'm really good. I am really talented. I'm a freak of nature, one of one, as David Griffin likes to say. So maybe I don't need to practice as hard. Maybe I don't need to train as hard. Maybe I don't need to take my rehab from injuries as seriously. Maybe I don't need to eat well. Maybe I don't need to do whatever it is. Because I can just go out there and hoop and do my thing and dominate. And again, Zion's numbers last year. And by the way, we have a live show coming up Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central, depending on when you're listening to this, either today or tomorrow. And I want to talk about the comment of Zion's not working on his jumper and all those things. He does. He does. I don't think it's that important. 
but he does, and I want to see what you all think. This is a guy who last year averaged 26.7 rebounds and 4.5 assists. Those are insane numbers, and numbers that just off that alone would like get you into the Hall of Fame if that was your career. It would get you into an All-NBA discussion, heck, even an MVP discussion if the team is winning. So Zion is insanely good just by like existing, just by who he is. Right. And like the minimal effort that he could put in. But to hear him saying that, you know, he realizes that he's done some things wrong. And he says, like, like Coach K taught me, I have to own up to my responsibilities. There are a lot of things I could have done better. I didn't. And I'm in the process of fixing those wrongs. End quote. Y'all like that type of self-awareness is big. Now, it remains to be seen whether this is a little bit of a PR move or if it's something he's really committed to, but there's no reason to think he's being disingenuous about this. You know, what those wrongs are, he doesn't specify. Maybe it's not taking some of the rehab seriously. Maybe it's being kind of separate from the team at times. There's the report from Brian Windhorse earlier in the summer that said, you know, he doesn't have much of a relationship with his teammates, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's entirely true, but I don't think he has like an amazing, amazing, amazing relationship with them because he spends a lot of his time away. And that's not necessarily in and of itself a bad thing, but if he can be there, that's cool too. And by all accounts, what I've been told is he's been in the facility in New Orleans pretty much as much as possible. Working out, you know, he was in Paris for a couple of days and now he's in Vegas, but he had been there working out with his group, working out with his people, you know, working out with the team. Like that's exactly what we've wanted to see from him. You know, I'm going to be curious if he attends the offseason workouts with the rest of his teammates, which he hasn't done the past two years, three years, whatever it is. So if he does that, it shows you. Oh, okay. Two years ago, he didn't go to anything the Pelicans did in summer league. Didn't go to one practice. You didn't see him courtside. This year, entirely different story. So I think that's an exciting thing. That's where I get really happy about his growth and where he could be heading. And if he figures it all out, and we've seen some of it. And I'll talk about that in the next segment. We've seen him do a lot of the work in the offseason. It's when adversity happens. Does he handle it well? I think the answer to that has been no. But if he's getting the wisdom around him and people are kind of getting him on the path that he should be on if you want to be an all-time great player, dude's going to have a monster year. Like He's going to be in the MVP conversation. He is this good without trying that hard. Imagine when he gives you, to quote Deadpool here, maximum effort that's that's an unstoppable player that is a player you don't trade anyone for and so whatever it is it has finally really just gotten through to him and one of the quotes that I love from this was when talking about kind of his health and what he needs to do they were talking about dieting and other things he says it's more of locking in on flexibility band work I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer rather than losing a bunch of weight and coming to play And Zion Williamson said, you know, he wants to look at LeBron James and how he's doing it, how he is had this longevity in his career and start to take a page from that playbook. Yeah, say what you will about LeBron James, whether you like him, don't, whatever. This guy who's had an insanely long career because he takes incredible care of his body, even at the age that he's at now, where there's a little bit more susceptibility to like damage or something. He's still out there playing more games than Zion is. So taking a page out of his book, perfect. 
That's what you want to see Zion Williamson saying. So he's trying to fix those wrongs. And everything that he realizes, you know, he doesn't say what they are. And I hope this isn't just lip service. But if he does all of that, this is great. Putting the right people around him who have the right wisdom, yes. You have a camp. Everyone has people around him, right? But you've got to make sure you have the right ones that are steering you in the right direction. And if Zion has that, I think they're in a great position here for things to work perfectly for New Orleans. I want to talk about a few of the things that I think maybe made this click for him. And then how this leads into him having a monster year. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On is brought to you by Make You Look Good. The Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit a little bit slimmer through the thigh and leg, and it gives your leg just a sculpted look. And I have a couple of pairs of these, and I wear them all the time. You know, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fix this by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without sacrificing any of the movement. You can wear them anywhere. I'm setting up the new studio and everything. I'm carrying a lot of stuff, putting things on the walls, working on all of it. I don't want to have to go through a big change or do anything. I can just wear the bird dogs, go meet my friends for drinks at happy hour. I got invited to a pool party last minute the other day. I just went wearing the bird dog shorts, got in the pool, got out, and they dried off like instantly. You don't even have to like change. They're just versatile that does everything. So I love these. The khaki looks good. They come in other colors too. It's fantastic. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You want to, won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything about this Pelicans team for you. And we're going to have a live show Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Normally we do them on Thursdays, but the Pelicans have a summer league game right then. So we can't do that. So let's just do it a day before Wednesday. Let's talk about design shot selection, answer your questions about what you want to see from the Pelicans. These are live. They're interactive. I usually talk for like one segment. Then we go full questions. The next two that goes a little bit longer, 7 p.m. It'll be up on the YouTube page in a couple minutes after this one's posted. So by the time you're listening, it'll probably be on there. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. So you get alerted when the show goes live. Perfect way to make sure you never miss it. Don't have to be like, oh no, I completely forgot. You'll just get the notification. You'll be able to go. So I'll see you there. 7 p.m. Wednesday. Normally there'll be Thursday unless there's a conflict, of course, with all of that. So let's get back into talking about Zion Williamson doing all of the right things that we have wanted to see from him. By the way, doing all the right things we wanted to see from him, including fist bumping Rel of the Pels 12 and the Pels and Whistles podcast while she was at the Summer League game. Interacting with the fans, you gotta love it. Look, this is, again, a big thing. Because if he figures out how to stay on the court, and it's all that offseason prep does it, but it's the prep that you then continue through because he has done it in the offseason. He came in looking great. He came in looking great last season. I don't think his weight was an issue last year. It was then the injury happened, adversity hit, and I don't think he took the, the rehab, the, the training, all of that nearly as well as he should have. And that's not... 
necessarily a weight thing. Weight comes from that, but it's more of a process. It's again, that invincibility mindset maybe that he had before it, which just wasn't being the professional you need. Maybe not having the right people tell you or listening to the correct people, those sorts of things. If he figures all of that out, one, it means a hamstring injury doesn't turn into the whole season or he doesn't get hurt in the first place if he's doing some of the stretching and the other things that make your body handle an 82-game regular season better. And then literally every problem goes away. Everything around him that y'all hate hearing goes away if he plays 65-plus games next season. I'd like it to be 82. I'd really prefer it to be 75. 65-plus, literally everything else, all the noise is going to go away. You know, David Griffin was on NBA radio the other day saying he thinks the relationship with Zion Williamson is the strongest that it's ever been. I agree with that based on people I've talked to around the team. That sounds correct to me. I think Zion's bought in a little bit more, whether that has to do with him becoming a father and how exciting that is and the you know growth that that kind of forces upon you as it did Lonzo Ball, I think is part of it. But I think this summer, like he, he kind of took notice of some of this stuff too. You know, we know the Pelicans were really high on Scoot Henderson. And one of the reasons they were really high on Scoot Henderson and one of the things that got put out there and all of the leaks about it, which came from the team, was that, you know, they think Scoot Henderson has the right mentality. He knows how to take care of his body. He knows how to be a leader and lead by example for his teammates, right? He's a student of the game. You know, he's, he's the first one in, last one out of the gym. Like all of the things that are kind of the opposite to an extent of Zion Williamson, and they're talking about it, a rookie. And if he knows this is coming from the team, you know, he's going to look at that and be like, yo, what? Like, and maybe it just got through to him a little bit of like, oh yeah, he's not that guy. So now he's going to, you know, in his quotes, trying to go about fixing those wrongs. And I think that's some of it. Like, I think the trade talk and things like that, like, really got around him. And look, his name was brought up in discussions whether or not there was an official offer or not made. There was talk. And I'm sure you don't want to be involved in that, something like that. Like, I'm a tradable player. Like, am I not good enough? You haven't been because you haven't been playing. So I think that all got through to him a little bit. I don't know if you want to call it rock bottom necessarily, right? But, you know... The way to make all of this noise around you go away is simply play games. Like, play. It all vanishes. All the trade talk will go away. The team will win. That we know for sure because they were when he was healthy last year. It's like the simplest fix, If you, but you got to do all the other stuff. And then if he can do that, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. I would feel very confident of this. If you tell me Zion Williamson is going to play 65 games next year, he's going to be a lock to make an all-NBA team. Now, that doesn't do him any good on this contract because he needed to have made it before this extension kicked in. It kicks in this year, so it's too late. That boat has sailed for him to earn the extra money. That was probably also like a big awakening that you know left $42 million, $41 million on the table, something like that. So now Zion realizes, okay, I want my next contract to be the Supermax, you know, five years from now. Well, you're going to need to make some all-NBA teams or win MVP. I think he's capable of doing that. 26-7 and four and a half while he shot 70% at the rim. Like, that's freaking absurd, y'all. Like, that's absurd. I don't have the rim numbers in front of me. He takes 62% of his shots at zero to three feet and shot, sorry, last year he shot 72% at the rim. 
2% from zero to three, which is in the restricted area. That is disgusting. That is disgustingly good. That is hyper efficient. The numbers he put up were worthy of being an all-star. He scored 26 points on 16.2 shots per game. If we broke these down for some of these other players, they're not going to have a ratio quite like that. I can do some of the math here. That's 1.6 points per shot, which is anything over 1.5 is insane, to be perfectly honest. What was Joel Embiid's? I'm kind of curious. Let's do this in real time on the show here. What was his points per shot last season? His is, his is going to be pretty good too, but I don't think it's Zion's actually. 33.1 points per game on 20.1. I'm not good at math. 1.64. So it's in line with Zion's. You're off by 0.4 essentially. 0.04. So he's putting up efficiency like the MVP of the league. It's pretty good. Like that's an absurdly talented player. And all he's got to do is play. Joel Embiid's a little bit bigger. Joel Embiid shot 81%, zero to three feet. That's really good. But Zion's got how many? He's six inches shorter than him, and he's doing that sort of thing? Like, that's an incredible statistic, what you see from Zion, and the aggression and the ability to handle the ball and pass the ball too, right? And grab those offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. He's going to have an MVP-esque season because the only reason he's not in these conversations now is because he doesn't play enough. The team will win if he plays 65 games plus. He's going to put up ridiculous numbers. You're going to be in the MVP conversation. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. Do you think he'll be in the MVP conversation if he's healthy next year? So let's switch back to Summer League. They did play. They did beat the Phoenix Suns last night. That was nice to go to 2-1. Two, two wins in a row is good. You saw some really good performances from some players. You saw some kind of shocking surprises and other things too. Let's break down a little bit of Summer League coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Look, I, I use therapy and I've used BetterHelp before a lot. You know, sometimes you just feel kind of uncertain on where things are going in life and you need to kind of figure out what the right path is or how to even just find the right path and f get there in the first place because life doesn't come with an instruction manual. And that's where therapy can really help, right? It helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life can give you the kind of advice or maybe you just need to vent and someone to listen to you. And my goodness, does that feel really great when you find the right person? So I've benefited from better help. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give it a try. And what I love about it is it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I don't have time to go drive to a doctor's office and then park sit so your hour appointment is actually like a two hour plus thing i need it to just happen and better help is entirely online you basically do it through a zoom like thing so it's built around your schedule you need after hours they have it early morning they have it so let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on mba today and get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp help.com slash locked on nba to get started thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I just got a text from Gus Kattengill who's calling the game. That's why I kind of stuttered there. So he gave me a shout out on the broadcast because I gave him a shout out on Twitter. 
You don't need to listen to the summer league broadcasters on ESPN. You can go listen to the local show. Just put on the radio, put it on through the Pelicans app and watch it on TV. It's super easy to do. It's awesome that we have the right people making the calls. Gus Cantengill and Aaron Summers. Very cool that the Pelicans sent them out there to call all these games to give you that option. So we're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans and Summer League and Zion Williamson. We've got some fun show topics coming up in the future, too. I want to look at who should start Trey Murphy or Herb Jones, or should it be Trey Murphy or, say, CJ McCollum? And we're going to look at all of that in the future. Tomorrow, live show, 7 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Live show here on YouTube where I'll answer all of your questions. So, Summer League. But before we get into Dyson Daniels, who I thought was good, Jordan Hawkins and his struggles, Frank Bartley, the fourth, was also really good, too, I thought, in this game, including Makovich and others. We're just going to kind of run these through. Um, big shout out to Taylor Chauvin, who, in a Herb Jones jersey, made a half-court shot of the game. That was awesome. In a promo during halftime, he goes out there, repping the Pels, having fun in Vegas, and he goes out and he makes a half-court shot. Love the Herb Jones jersey there. That was a really cool moment. I believe no one had made one yet throughout all of Summer League through the first five days. So shout out to Taylor Chauvin for that. That is super cool. Good jersey to wear while you're out there, too. Big fan of Herb Jones here. So let's run through this as I'm going a little long on today's show. Dyson Daniels was good. Just did his usual defensive thing. Was a menace out there. Really trying to control the offense a little bit more in this one. Kind of picked his spots to get downhill and attack. The shot's still not really falling, but he showed you he has some other things in his bag. But eight assists on the night, really kind of just in control of the offense was exactly you, what you wanted to see from him. Frank Bartley, the fourth, 10 points on four or five shooting, including two of three. Look, it's cool when local guys, Baton Rouge, right, went to UL, you know, hasn't played in the NBA or done really much other than some G League action at all. You know, he's older. He's not going to make the Pelican squad. But if he wants to play in Birmingham for him, I think that's a wonderful thing. And I like them giving a guy like that chance to show that there's probably more talent there. And maybe some people in the NBA missed out on him. You also had Tavion Jones with 16 points. He was the leading scorer for the Pelicans here. Three of six shooting from three. That's an important thing. I like to see that. Again, maybe he's got an outside chance at a, at a two-way deal now that they have three of them total. And this is all, you know, they gave one. Sebron has one. And then EJ Liddell doesn't have one anymore. You know, he's a big guard. I think that's good, too. A little bit older. So... Um, I think there's a chance that he could go out and maybe earn a two-way deal, especially if you keep having shooting like that. And then Kyle Makovich, I thought, was also pretty good. Four of seven, 13 points, rebounded well, got to the line. You know, he gave you a lot of interior rim protection. He's He plays bigger than he is, similar to uh, EJ Liddell, who didn't play in this game. But he gave you some toughness inside. And after a couple like up and down bit of run here in Summer League, it was nice to see him bounce back. Three blocks is pretty significant, I think. Again, he's a year away. They're not going to bring him over this year. But if he keeps showing that, you know, there's there's definitely some talent there. Jordan Hawkins, on the other hand, struggled. Seven points on one of 12 shooting. Tried to contribute in other ways. Six rebounds, two assists, two steals. You know, but he struggled. The handle still needs to get better. If you put a lot of ball pressure on him, he tends to turn it over is one thing that I've noticed. You know, doesn't quite create some of the separation by himself that he needs. Comes with time. They don't need him to do that right away. He's a shooter. Run off screens, 
spring him to get open in other ways, and he'll be just fine. What I think is Thursday is he's on to a real like struggle bus game. Does he bounce back from that? Does he still take his shots, or does he act a little bit more timid? I think that'll say a little bit, of, you know, and show us a little bit about his mindset and what you know he just kind of how he approaches the game, and that's something that I'm excited to see from him. Darian Sebrin, 12 points, 5 of 10 shooting. Didn't wasn't didn't need to be as aggressive as he's trying to get other guys involved too. Rebounded well. He'll stay on a two-way. I don't mind that. You know, I don't think he really has a chance at playing significant minutes in the NBA next season. Um, but he's definitely starting to show you a little bit more to his game, but didn't need to relentlessly attack in this one like he did before. So there are your performances from Summer League here. We can talk more about him if you want to give me your thoughts on the Summer League guys, who's impressed you, who hasn't. Do it in the live show tomorrow. We had like 800 people show up at one point, you know, over the course of like 45 minutes. 800 different people came to watch a live Pelican show, which is insane to me. So I am very excited to do these with you. Go back to doing them once a week now that some of the internet issues have been sorted out as well. So that's 7 p.m. Subscribe to Locked On Pelicans on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all Wednesday, 7 p.m. for the live show.